Hey, hello. Welcome. It's the it's a, it's a, it's a PlayStation Report. I'm I'm fumbling my words right now. I just I just woke up like maybe a couple hours ago. Uh, slept in today. Had a late night. Um, but yeah, chilling out. I'm Frank. With me is Tyler. Tyler, you're chilling out too, right? Yeah, I too too had a late night. I'm going to back to back shows. I was at one last night in Baltimore. I'm going to another one later today. And uh, I, it was like 2012 all over again. Didn't wake up till almost 11 o'clock today. Didn't mean to do that, but that's what I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it, it's, it's all good, though. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was just up late last night um, with the girlfriend playing. Uh, some, uh, some some Zero Escape. We're playing the second Zero Escape game now. It's Ooh. really fucking weird. There's clones. There's an apocalypse of a deadly viral pandemic. Uh, maybe too real. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... These games are fascinating. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm having fun with that. Uh, and yeah. I went mini-golfing yesterday. Uh, nice. Who won? I won, obviously. I won. Yeah, of course. It would be embarrassing if the person who actually plays golf didn't win it. Many <laughs> I guess that is true. Yeah, that is true. Um, but it's come close before. This this time it wasn't as close. Uh, yeah, nice spot over in Hanover. We we played so. Nice. That's and cool. We got Sounds some fun. ice cream. I had a strawberry milkshake. Mmm. Mmm. Good shit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Overall, having a good time. Good video games are out uh, right now. Uh, <laughs> some big video games. Um, we'll get to talk a little bit about our time with Baldur's Gate 3 together. Uh, I've played a lot of Starfield. Tyler, what have you been playing? Um, the same three games I've been playing for a few weeks now, but I have put a good dent in all of them. Okay. Um, so Pokemon Scarlet, I am literally, I'm in the middle of battling the Elite Four right now. So I finished like all the main story stuff and got to, I guess, do a couple more things here yet. Um, but thoroughly enjoying that. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting how, I mean, it was super easy, but you have to take a test before you start the Elite Four. Like, yeah. eh, it's kind of fun. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, enjoying that. Uh, Diablo Four. I am still in Act 3, but I've, I'm pretty much set up to just finish Act 3 um, now. Uh, finish a lot of side quests, did strongholds and things like that. Um, enjoying that. Um did I say Diablo three? You said if, um, I, I can't. We know you mean Diablo, Diablo 4. four. Yes, Diablo four. Um, so yeah, I, I'm ready to kind of rock and roll on that one a lot more. And then uh, Final Fantasy sixteen. I am on the quest Riddle of the Sands. Um, so I'm in a whole new area now, which is pretty fun, and um, got a, another icon. Um, Man, that boss fight uh, to get the, I think it's the Titan icon, yeah. um, was fucking awesome. That Honestly, 
I, it, that might have been my favorite boss fight so far uh, in this yeah, game. It was just... It's really fucking good. It was epic. And it was kind of tough, too, a little bit. I, I, I felt like this game's been pretty easy so far. And this one, I felt like there was a, a solid challenge there, um, which I enjoyed. Um, yeah, it, it was such an awesome, awesome boss fight. Um, and good story stuff. And yeah, just really enjoying that game um, with moments like that. <laughs> and then it's yeah. like, hey, can you go like pick these flowers for me after I... this? And I'm like, oh my god. God, come on. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Man, just such highs and lows in this game. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of wish that uh, they cut some of that stuff and just made it a shorter game. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And we've talked before about, like, the crafting and stuff and how, like, the materials and stuff. Like, what they give you all this stuff and you can't really do anything with it. And it's... It's just odd that this game's like an RPG, yet I just changed and got better equipment for the first time in probably like, I don't know, 10 or 15 hours in the game. Like, you just go these long stretches where you just are getting like total garbage or really nothing at all, and it's like, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. There's not a lot of like feeling of character progression there with that stuff. I mean, of course, you're upgrading like your abilities and things like that, which is nice, but... When it comes to like equipment and gear, it's kind of weird for an RPG to me, um, especially compared to another game. I mean, it's not a JRPG, um, but another game we'll talk about here in a second. But yeah, I'm really enjoying these games. I, I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time. I'm. I took tomorrow off, so I'm hoping to uh, to blast through um, something. I need to finish at least two of them before I start Starfield, and I'm I'm okay. getting there. I'm getting close with with a couple of them, so I have not started Starfield. I just I really want to. I like I'm itching for it so bad, um, but I can't start another big game uh, with these three going. I mean, it's part of the reason why I haven't really played a lot of Tears of the Kingdom too. Um, mm. I just it's too overwhelming right now. I want to go back in time to the people complaining. That video games were too short, and just shake them. Be like, no, please stop. You don't know what you know? you're asking for. Yes, exactly. We don't need this in games. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong; it's it's awesome. Some of these games that are big when they when they do slap, it is good yeah. stuff. But when you're playing Final Fantasy 16 and you're an hour 25 and you're doing just the, the most boring fucking side quest you've ever done in your life. You're like, please, why are we doing this? Um, and even some of the side quests that they kind of like bake into the main quest as well. Like you can't really progress the main story until you do these couple like really tedious, stupid things. It's like, ah, we don't we don't need this stuff. But yeah, uh, regardless though, still really enjoying um, these games. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I got. So, what do you where, where do you want to go? Because we've played Baldur's Gate, you've played Starfield. I assume you've been playing some other things as well. So, um, well, it's, mo- it's mostly been Starfield for me. I'm not gonna okay. lie. I paid the thirty bucks because I have Game Pass, so I could play it early. I played, paid that thirty dollar upgrade. So as long as I have Game Pass, I, I yeah. can play the game, and then I'll have those DLCs down the line. So I I got the early access. 
That's not a bad idea. I didn't think about that, that I guess if you have Game Pass, all you have to do is pay $30. And that's not bad at all. Yeah, that's a good idea. Go ahead. Yeah, so I've played probably 18 hours of Starfield. Wow. (laughs) Which is a lot uh, for for as little time as I've had off. Um, But yeah, I've... I am really fucking digging it. I like the character creation. I like all the cool backgrounds you can pick. Um, uh, so I chose to be a Ronin, which like has its like all the all the backgrounds have like they're like your three main skills that you start off with, and a little bit of flavor text. But yeah, Ron- like all of them have like a little bit of a little bit of background. People make comments about it, so people are like, "Oh, uh, you must have pissed someone off." Um, at at some point, and uh, there's there's other cool cool backgrounds too. Like you can be a chef, uh, you can be um, just like an industrialist, or a worker, like, and uh, there's all all sorts of different stuff. A homesteader, you can be a scoundrel, you can be like, yeah, just all sorts of cool different backgrounds. The traits are really cool too. Um, I I went with the adoring fan. Because, you know, <laughs> I have to. Yeah. Because I, I I played so much Oblivion that I kind of have to get the Oblivion Easter egg. And you know what? He's fine. He might be a little... He might talk a little bit too much, but, you know, he's okay. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I, th- I think the uh, combat in this game is the best that a Bethesda RPG has ever felt. Um, Shooting I, feel good? Yeah, I am personally not missing vats at all. It it feels like Good. a pretty solid shooter. Um and the weapons themselves are really cool. Uh I it's like they've done the weird thing where they have uh, colored loot now with loot rarity and different modifiers and stuff, so it's kind of a loot game now, which Bethesda RPGs really haven't been. I mean, they did some of that I think in Fallout 4 with legendary weapons. Right. I think yeah. they did more of that in Fallout 76, but this is like mm, it's it's really good. I found I found a really cool knife early on that let me that was like it does more damage the more consecutive hits you do with the knife and yeah, just I found some armor that makes me camouflaged when I stand still. So you know, my stealth build is really a it's really working out for me. Nice. And it's, this game's just so big. It's just so big. There's so much stuff to do. I get, I get a little bit of uh, decision paralysis. Like I, I cannot decide what I want to do next. Sometimes, like there's just so much to do. Um, so many places to go. So many quest lines to pursue. So many just like random things that pop up. Like you'll overhear a conversation, and it, it'll like pop up in your quest log as, "Hey, go talk to this person about that thing you overheard." And then that'll turn into its own quest. Not all of them are, like, super interesting. But, like, it's a lot of cool world-building stuff. Like, you you figure out, like, oh, wait. There was this gang. They got wiped out, and then this other worse gang is in place. You can go join the old gang that is kind of, like, crumbling and bring them back to their glory. And, like, you know, you can have a less bad gang on the streets. (laughs) (laughs) Um I've done this. I've done a couple quest lines. Um, 
like there's this one quest line where like you can choose whether or not you're going to join up with the Crimson Fleet pirates or if you're going to uh, try to destroy them with the help of the UC Cis Deft uh, organization. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a lot of cool choices, a lot of cool characters along the way. Um, I'm really having a great time with it. And I imagine I'm going to end up playing this more than I played any other <laughs> Bethesda RPG just by the sheer size of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Are you uh, enjoying... I heard the main story is actually pretty good. Are you enjoying that so far? So or? here's the thing. I haven't gone too far down the main story because I got distracted by all the side stuff. <laughs> I got you. So... Yeah, I'm excited to get get back into that main story because I have heard good things about it, uh, and so far it's pretty interesting. Like the like the whole the whole start of it, like you finding this artifact, seeing a vision, and you're brought into this constellation organization to uh, figure out what all of it means, find other artifacts. Um, yeah, I I'm curious to see where that goes. Right. Yeah. Uh, are you? Uh, how's your ship? Enjoying the ship building, or oh, I am enjoying the ship building. I need to get, I need to earn some more credits so I can build the ship of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Ship's expensive, um, but yeah, I I I really enjoy all the customization you can do with the ships. It's it's really cool. Um, I've seen some cool ship builds. I'm not sure if you've looked online and seen some cool ship builds. I've I've seen, seen a few. Yeah, yeah. I've seen someone make. An Imperial Star Destroyer. Oh, that's sick. Uh, that's I've sick. seen some TIE fighters out there. I've seen a Millennium Falcon. Um, I yeah, there's there's some good ships out there. I've seen a Borg cube from a uh, Star Trek. Mm. Nice good stuff. Nice. Let me ask you this: eighteen hours, massive game. So maybe maybe it's not enough, but. Is this game a 7 out of 10? <laughs> some of the reviews have just been... I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. That's their opinion. But some of the reviews have seemed to be a little all over the place. Whereas the game's sitting, I think, at like 87 or something. Where, where do you... How would you feel about that? Or too early to tell yet? Um, okay, so how I would feel about someone's review score being a 7 out of 10 is... Uh, that's their opinion, man. Yeah. Um... Maybe they don't like Bethesda RPGs as much as I do. <laughs> but I fucking love Bethesda RPGs, and I, I imagine I'm going to really like this one uh, mm -hmm. even more as I play it. So, I don't know, man. I, I'm a lot higher than a 7 out of 10 on it already, so... Yeah, Whatever. Right. Like, <laughs> people can have yeah, their opinions, but, like, I... Maybe they just... Maybe they went into it already not liking Bethesda RPGs, so... I'm not sure how much I would pay attention to a review from someone who hasn't traditionally liked these kinds of games. Mm -hmm. if, right. Like, if if your point of view is, hey, I like Bethesda RPGs, I wouldn't read a review from someone who doesn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, absolutely. I agree with you there. And it seems like the overwhelming majority really do like this game. And it does seem like it also just maybe takes a little bit of time as well um, to kind of sink in and... It does um, have a pretty slow open. Yeah, that's say. that's a, that's what I've read and heard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. it takes about, like, 
I want to say a little over an hour to get to New Atlantis, and then at that point, like, you can start breaking off and doing whatever. But it does take about an hour to get to that point. But for me, that doesn't bother me. And, like, if you know me, I play the fucking Yakuza games. Those games are really slow to open up. <laughs> right, yeah. So, like, I'm not, I'm not really... Um, I'm not really bothered by slow games that start slowly, especially once they open up being so wide open like Starfield is. It's it's great. Right. Yeah. I'm excited for you to start playing it because I want to know what you think because they've made a lot of changes from previous Bethesda RPGs as far as uh, character building and skills go. It's uh, It's interesting. Yeah, and I, I I can't wait to play it. Uh, I'm really itching for it, and it I do think I will end up liking it. I don't know how much I'll get into like ship customization stuff. That's typically yeah, not my sort if, of thing. But even if you don't like, you can go buy some pretty fucking cool ships too. Yeah, exactly. And and I've heard you can steal them as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and and like pretty much a lot of those those things is it seems like the writing's very good. And I'm just yeah, I'm. I'm excited to get into it, because, um, you know, I liked Skyrim, I liked Fallout 4, but um, Fallout 4, I I liked, I basically finished the main campaign and then stopped, and didn't really go back to it very much, mm. so, I, but I feel like I need to, because I, honestly, I did buy, like, Far Harbor and Nuka World yeah, and stuff, those, and I've heard those, those are very good. <laughs> yeah, you you should definitely do that whenever you have the time, if you ever find the time. <laughs> yeah. So what I will yeah, say um, though, Fallout Four runs pretty okay on that Steam Deck. If you get a Steam ooh. Deck at any point. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And I want awesome. like, I wonder if, because right now what I've heard is that fall, that Starfield isn't running particularly great on the Steam Deck, um, but hopefully maybe that gets patched up a little bit uh and then i yeah. end up buying this game <laughs> again <laughs> just to have it on the go jeez yeah um but the other thing i've done is some x cloud streaming with starfield oh how's that um if you have good internet it works pretty all right if you don't uh it gets a little bit blocky uh, a little a little bit uh cuz i i tried it I, I've been playing at work, okay? So I tried it once in the break room where everyone was on the internet. Uh, and it was it was kind of pixely and a little bit choppy. But then I tried it in a different place where there weren't as many people using the internet. And it ran pretty alright. It ran pretty smooth. Um, so what I've done is I, I got a phone mount for an Xbox controller. And I'm going to play it that way. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's Starfield. I'm. I imagine we'll keep talking about Starfield as we play more of it, as you get into it. Um, so yeah. I'll, I'll leave that there. Let's talk about Baldur's Gate Three, Tyler. Oh my God! Yes, please. Let's do it. Fucking beautiful game. Where do we want to start? <laughs> Dude, I don't even know where to start with this. I guess. Yeah, uh, this game is, um, it's overwhelming, but it's, it's also just, uh, 
I don't know. It's amazing. Like, I, I don't even know how to put it into words. Um, I don't know. We played probably four hours, five hours, maybe. It was a it was a good chunk. Yeah, I think um, we played from about what seven to uh, midnight. I yeah, think we played. Yeah, so something that's about, about that. five hours. Yeah. Um, so we have, you know, we made our characters and, you know, starting to make our way through, through some things. And I guess, I guess we can just start the character creation, which I think is very good. It's very overwhelming because of how many fucking options you have. Like, holy crap. Um, but it's, it's good. Um, I really, really like it. Um, I think it's, it's cool how much just. Yeah, customization you can even start to do with your classes, and um, it's I like it. I like it. the character customizations very good. And I'm not I'm not one that sits there for like for an eternity and, and needs to make my character absolutely perfect or anything like that. But still, I I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's just start out. Uh, what what kind of what character did you create? Uh, yeah, I created a, a, a high elf ranger. Mm. What'd you what'd you pick? Uh, so I went with a drow, paladin, yes. oath of the ancients. Nice. Uh, so I've got some cool. He- I've got good healing abilities, uh, but I'm also just up in that ass. I am fucking balls deep, balder balders deep. I'm balders <laughs> deep. Uh, yes. In the in the combat. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, definitely. And I, I really enjoy it. I I don't typically play a paladin uh, in Dungeons and Dragons sort of settings, uh, but I'm I'm enjoying it here. So, you know, it's it's a pretty useful class to play, especially with the Oath of the Ancients having those healing abilities, being up close, being able to use a shield to shield allies if I need to. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, just really cool. I. I really enjoy how the class works. Um, but also, I chose a drow, which seems to mean something in this game. <laughs> it does, yeah. It, it, and that's just what's so mind-blowing about this game. Is just, first of all, it's huge. Second, it's absolutely fucking stunning to look at. Uh, and three, I mean, it, it takes the writing that was so good in Divinity... Original Sin 2, and in first game as well. Um, and takes that, keeps it the same, like that same quality bar, but adds all this crazy-ass production value to it. To oh. where, that yeah, because of you choosing that character class, I feel like where we kind of ended off, but we, we probably skipped a number of combat sequences because of who you were. Yeah. And it's that 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 writing and like back end stuff is just it's fucking mind boggling to me how they even got that to work. And then the I just feel one thing about this game is I feel immediately it's interesting. Like right off the bat. I think the intro's really good. I think um as you just start to meet characters, they're just immediately interesting to me. Uh which I just feels a little kind of rare at times anymore in games like this it just the writing is just so high quality um to where you know we have a number of characters in our camp now that we can kind of 
bring along and, and quest with and, yeah. and adventure with. And I want to go with all of them because they're so interesting. Like, it's so hard to pick. Um, but this game's just immediately interesting with the writing. But then it, it also leads into the choices, too, and the dice rolls. And it's such a fun thing that I, it just blows my mind, you know, all this writing. And they have taken what was awesome about Divinity Original Sin 2 and taking it to a whole other level to me. And we're only, you know, five hours in. Um, it's it's so good. Yeah, I think this game does, like, a really good job of introducing characters. Like, every time we're, like, introduced to a character, they always have something about them, like, that. that's really cool or interesting. Like, with Shadowheart, it's like, what the hell is that fucking little artifact that she's carrying around? What, what right. the heck is that little thing? Yep, <laughs> um, yep. Uh, then we got what? Uh, who was next? Uh, or wait, that wasn't even uh, the first. Well, we got Lizelle, who was uh, Lizelle, the first yeah. one. Uh, uh, Asterian, we got yeah, pretty who early on. Knife to your throat, right yeah. Away. Which um, that was that was fun. Gale stuck in a magic portal. Uh, yep. We had which uh, yeah, that was that was great as well. <laughs> just very fun, playful. And yeah, it's just that that production value too is just crazy. Of you know, very Witcher three like yeah. uh, conversations, but it's in just a massive fucking game, like even bigger than Witcher it feels like. So, you know, this is kind of a little bit giving me um, some Dragon Age Inquisition vibes. Just meeting yeah. all these cool, interesting characters early on. Um, not Inquisition, but like earlier Dragon Age games, like maybe Origins, yeah. like giving me some some of those vibes. And I, I know that's kind of like the same genre of game, and they were they were riffing off like the first couple Baldur's Gate games a little bit. But yeah, it's it's cool to see it come full circle here and see see all these cool characters. And man, there's just so much to explore, so many different things to ex- to to do, so many. Uh, Side things getting a sidetrack, like that little fucking tiefling child who stole my shit. Yeah, seriously. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was wild, and that was just something that just kind of happened too. And yeah, I mean, we got to I guess the first small. I mean, it's kind of decent size to it, but I imagine compared to some other things we might run into in this game, like this area was a pretty nice town camp sort of area. And I feel like we were there for an hour and a half just talking to people. And it was still absolutely fascinating. Like, we went a really long time without doing any combat at all. And it was just still so interesting. And, um, yeah, like, that that happened to you. And then there's some really tense uh, conversations with these druids that, you know, they don't seem like very good people, these druids. Um, Which makes me super... I almost chose Druid as my class, and I wonder mm. if that would have done something. Yeah, that. Yeah, it's interesting to think about what could happen there. Um. So yeah, I mean, it, it just yeah, just a testament to how great the the writing is in this game when you just feel that engaged for that long, and you really aren't doing much but just going around talking to different characters and. Uh, the quest log that we have is incredibly overwhelming right now, very quickly. I mean, it, there is so much stuff that is in there. Um, but what I just love about it, and that's what I love about Divinity as well, is it's just, it all just feels very natural. Like, you just play the game, 
and you're going to run into these things. You're going to talk to these people, and you're going to kind of click off some of these quests just as you naturally just play the game. Um, and, yeah, they, they point out a couple things on your map of, like, here's the goblin camp, here's this, here's that. But still, you know, you still have to get there, and getting there is is fascinating. And then when you're there, like, so many different things happen. Like, this goblin camp that we ran into is just fucking crazy. Um, and, you know, I feel like we were just kind of scratching the surface when we left off there of this, this camp. And mm-hmm. it's just nuts. Like, I don't know, man. I, I just think we played this game for five hours, and I'm like, this is hands down going to be my game of the year. Like, I don't even think anything's going to come close. And we're only five hours into what is probably going to be like a 100-hour fucking game. We might finish this by next year. We, yeah, well, By the knows? end of next year. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but it's it's just, it's perfect. It's so good. I love it. I will say that um, the game, I feel, controls pretty well on controller. Um I thought it would be a little overwhelming, but I think the way like the wheels work and everything is is nice. I, I don't I don't mind. I'm getting used to it. Yeah. The one complaint um, I one serious complaint I have about the controls. It should be hold triangle to end your turn, not press triangle. Oh yeah. I, I do agree with that. We both ended up accidentally ending our turn before we did anything. Multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with that. Absolutely. That would be a nice change. I wonder if that's something we, we could like go into a menu and change, but like that is ser- as a default setting, that is, that's bad, in my opinion. Yeah, um, definitely. But over but the combat, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, a little bit of flavor of Divinity, a little bit of, uh, yeah. bit, bit of new stuff here happening. Um, there's definitely some of the elemental stuff, this, the environmental stuff, uh, like... There's surfaces that can do different things. We haven't really... Because we haven't been playing much with magic. We haven't really been able to do too much with that. Mm-hmm. But there, there's that stuff. Like, there's environmental things that can happen. I know, like, we had, we ran into a bug, but before the bug, like, a statue was pulled down on someone. Yeah, uh, that was nuts. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's really interesting. I like uh, I like how it integrates the D and D systems, having like actions and bonus actions, spell slots, and all that stuff. That all that stuff makes for some pretty interesting combat, pretty interesting decisions that you have to make about like when you're going to use spell slots because you have to think about like when you're when are you going to get a rest in to restore those spell slots, and is this the encounter that you want to start burning those? Right. Definitely. Yeah, and and I feel like the game is as you level up so we're up to level three i mean it it really opens up um and once again i just feel like we're just scratching the surface of that as well um to where now combat's just so much more interesting because all of our characters have so many more abilities they can do um and i like i like the combat in that um you know, divinity. It was very rigid. Like this person goes, then that person, that person, that person. Say, say if you know, in this game, if you and I both have characters that are back to back in in the turn rotation, we can move and do our thing at the same time, which yeah. is really cool. And I think it, it speeds up the combat, but then it also, I feel like from a strategy perspective, it's pretty good. And um, I like that change a lot. I think that's a very fun. Um, 
And yeah, just movement feels good. I feel like a lot of the areas are designed really well, uh, you know, to use like verticality for like a ranger and all sorts of stuff like that. It's, it's fun. Um, and I, I think too, like on the character progression, like I kind of like, like you level up and it tells you just like, you got these things and then you do get to make a couple choices. Like you get to choose this spell, that spell or whatever. Um, but I like how it's just kind of, I don't know. It's it's tailored a little bit because I feel like it could be very overwhelming, but um, it's kind of smart how they kind of lead you into learning new stuff as you level up. I, I like like how that's done so far. Yeah, uh, um, I I, th- I think uh, I think it must be mentioned getting around this world, jumping, jumping. Yeah. <laughs> It's is so wild. Cool. Like it is a wild thing. Like mm, I didn't think that I needed to jump in one of these types of games, but now we need to jump. And now I have an ability to triple a jump. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's awesome. What kind, of, what kind of shit we can get into with that. And that'll be useful yeah. to use on your ranger who needs to get to some high ground. Yeah. Not, definitely. Not thinking yeah. about it. I I should use that ability on you. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's cool. Like even yeah, even some of those other little things like you can uh, shove, which is fun. Oh yeah, I shoved um, some, I shoved a goblin off a cliff. That was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was that was a lot of fun. I think you can. I don't. I haven't used it yet, but was it dip? I think you can dip. Oh yeah, dip weapons what. into surfaces that are around you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff you can do with that. It's it's good. Yeah. Also, man. This soundtrack is just fucking unbelievable. It's so good. It's just the best fucking music. Oh my god. Yeah, I am love it. I'm in love with Baldur's Gate three, and I want to play more of it. <laughs> yeah, so too. much more of it. I I kind of just want to like fucking sit down and like just all day fucking play Baldur's Gate three. Yeah. Uh, mm. Well, yeah. We'll 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 chat after this. I. I think I'm going to have some time next weekend. We can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely awesome fucking game, dude. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely be talking more about Baldur's Gate 3 probably for the next couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get into the news then. Um Got some. We've got some news here. Uh, probably unsurprisingly, Reed Pop and the ESA are no longer going to work together because of E3 and how much of a failure that was. So, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm. E3 is dead again. <laughs> I feel like we've been saying this all the time. E3 is dead, and it somehow comes back into the news. Yeah. And Reed Pop does a lot of uh very big events like PAX. I think they do um Star Wars Celebration. They do all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, even they couldn't save E three. Um so it's not surprising that there's this partnership is not moving forward. Um I feel like Reed Pop is probably good for them to get out of this. Um so yeah, and apparently too if tw- they <laughs> The ESA hasn't formally canceled E3 2024, 
Well, let's be honest, it's probably not happening. But if it does, it won't be at the same place that it's usually at in L.A. So, who knows, man? I mean, I, I think I think they should just stop. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like they should just stop trying to bring E3 back. Let it go away for a while. Maybe, maybe you guys, maybe um, ESA plans some things in the background or something, but that... Maybe it comes back in a few years in a much different way or something. I don't know. But it just doesn't seem like it's it's uh, long for this world anymore. And I also feel like Summer Game Fest becoming more and more successful. Um, Jeff Keighley and his crew getting more and more um, you know, developers and publishers on board with that. There's just, I don't know, it's just there's not a place for, for this anymore. It's just not... It's just expensive too for for these companies to participate in E3. Yeah, especially and when, they, like, they clearly EA, don't need when, it when uh, when the, the ESA is like basically like charging people to be at their event. Like, why why would you do that anymore? Like, it doesn't. Right. They they're just completely unaware of the fact that oh wait, the value here is like isn't being at E3 anymore. Like, it's just. There just isn't value in spending money to show your stuff when you could just show your stuff. Yeah, 100%. It's just not needed. I mean, yeah, you think about not only is it expensive to put on the show and have a booth, but then the people you got to send there, you got to pay them, you got to, you know, buy their food. You got to fucking put them in a hotel somewhere. Then you have to have the developers pause development to make a fucking demo i mean there's so much to it that it's it's like yeah what's what's the point in this anymore yeah like i understand like maybe maybe these big publishers have can see value in the esa as a lobbying body but as a show like as a show you have to go to to pay you have to pay to go to like i don't i don't understand how anyone would see the value in that yeah totally agree all right. That is not the only sort of shakeup happening in the industry at large. Uh, got the SAG after strike happening right now. Um, there's a potential strike for video game actors. Uh, just as a part of like this larger movement of uh, them trying to negotiate a new deal. Yeah. Uh, so SAG after is considering a strike against Activision, Blind Light. Uh, Disney, Electronic Arts, Epic, Formosa Interactive, Atomniac, Take Two, VoiceWorks, Warner Brothers. Yeah, um, and they're just they're asking for a, some uh, some simple demands: a, a wage increase uh, to help counteract inflation, protection against artificial intelligence, um, some better like rest periods, uh, like taking breaks, and you know. Other pretty standard uh, standard stuff that they're negotiating here. Um, so we'll we'll see where that goes. This strike it seems like the strike in Hollywood has gone on for so long. Um, I I don't know when that's ever going to end. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, I think it's the writer strike has been going since May, and I want to say SAG-AFTRA since like June or July. Yeah. 
So it's it's been a long time, and I mean, there's been some back and forth. I think they, you know, they are working through stuff. It's just certain things uh, kind of have like there's a line in the sand from both sides, and it just seems like they're unwilling to budge on that. But eh, eventually, I feel like something's got to happen there. Um, I feel like they, I don't know. They need to both just probably sit down and be like, we're not leaving this room until we get this fucking figured out, as painful as that might be. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot of these things, though, in my opinion, they're not I, I, they're not badass at all um, with a lot of this stuff um, from SAG-AFTRA for video game companies. And I think it's interesting going after some of these bigger, bigger companies as well. Um, and, and what's also kind of interesting and totally different is video games obviously they're not unionized like hollywood is um so they kind of have to negotiate these deals with every single one of these companies um which is really interesting and very different um whereas hollywood you know they have they both have their own sides there um so yeah i wonder what will happen i also wonder how this would affect games if they do go on strike and say they're not doing stuff. I mean, I think some of the bigger AAA stuff, you know, I I, I wonder how much that might be affected. I mean, because obviously you can keep making the game. If you don't have actors on a movie, you can't do anything. Right. <laughs> so you can still make the game. Maybe you come back and do the voice work later. But I also think it's video games... Uh, they'll just pull someone off the fucking street to do this stuff. Like, it would not surprise me. I mean, maybe, you know, doing Wolverine with Insomniac if they went on strike. Like, that might really get affected by this. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I imagine It's like, interesting. Again, like you said earlier, they have to negotiate individually. Like, there's going to be some studios who will, who will meet those demands, and there will be others who don't. So, like, it, it's really going to be a case-by-case basis, like who's going to actually be affected. It's whether you want to play ball with the union or not. Yeah, right. Definitely. Yeah. All right, let's go on here. Uh, As if it didn't get... It couldn't get any worse for uh, GSC Game Worlds, the developers of uh, Stalker 2. Um, Their office has been damaged by fire this time. Uh they had, yeah, they had left the Ukraine after the Russia invasion. They've moved to Prague, and a fire has damaged their studio. Um, we'll see. We'll see if this affects uh, the release date. But yeah, it's just, it's just a real bummer. This studio can't catch a break. <laughs> no, they could not. Yeah, apparently this damage. Um, no one got hurt or anything. And yeah, I don't think they've said if it. Um, uh, affected the game, but apparently seventy thousand dollars worth of damage. So, yeah, sheesh. Yeah. Best to all of those, all of them. But it's crazy how much. Um, yeah, these this team is going through to get this game out. Yeah. No, I, I I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but was it a Russian agent who tried to burn their office down? <laughs> who knows. Who knows? I imagine that Stalker 2 will have some things to say about Russia. 
I imagine, yes. And I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to, to see what that is. And I, I hope this game does come out uh, next year. It'll, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, same. All right. Next up, Epic Games. Donald Mustard. One of my favorite names in video games, Donald Mustard, is leaving Epic Games. He's been there for 25 years. Now he's gone. Uh, huge change. But I guess Epic doesn't make video games anymore, and maybe he wants to make video games. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know if he... Yeah, I don't think he said if he um, is retiring from the industry, but he is leaving Epic. Um, yeah, dude's made a lot of money over over there, I'm sure. Um, and yes, I agree with you. Like, maybe the best game, or best name in video games. Yes. Donald Mustard. You just don't get better than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been involved with a lot of a lot of successes over there, and Fortnite being the biggest one. And I Fortnite's going to keep, he can retire. keep going on. After Fortnite, I think he can retire. <laughs> I'm sure he can. Yeah, I'm I'm sure he can uh, as well. I think yeah, Epic Epic will be fine as well. But yeah, good for him. Get get that money. Get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tyler. It's time to talk about the most anticipated game of the podcast, Skull and Bones. <laughs> Not good news oh my gosh. about Skull and Bones. If you haven't, uh, if you can't guess that, I, I, I don't know what you were thinking. Um, so, develop, Ubisoft Singapore, the the studio that is responsible for Skull and Bones, uh, uh, they're facing a a uh, a lawsuit because they're not paying their people correctly. I feel like that is the bare minimum you should be able to do as an employer is pay your people. <laughs> and they're not even doing that, much less making the video game. Yeah. Uh, they've also lost another creative di- director. Um, Tyler, I don't think Skull and Bones is coming out this year. No. Definitely not coming out this year. Weren't they? Aren't they still scheduled to come out this year? No. Oh, no. Okay. I don't think during so. The, they, right, during the fiscal year, 2023-24 fiscal. Okay. Correct. Yeah, they gave it a few dates, I think, for this year, but then, yeah, just totally undated it and delayed it again. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, just if I was Ubisoft, just put this fucking game out. If it's bad, it's bad, and we just move on. Like, it's it's crazy. We got How a much pretty talent... extensive gameplay trailer, too. Like, that game did. looks like it might be close to done but yeah i I don't know i I hope it turns out well i mean (laughs) it's it's just crazy how long this game has taken and yeah just a lot of controversy i feel like with with this team um just losing a lot of talent over there and then now this where you know they're being being um Sued and everything. Like, what? What the hell is going on over here? It, nuts. This game's been in development for ten years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Mm. When Skull and Bones was announced, I was tentatively excited for it. 
Same. I was like, I liked Black Flag quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I like the ship stuff in Black Flag probably the most, because I'm not a huge Assassin's Creed guy, but that ship stuff was really fun. Um, but now I'm like, what? what do, do they know what made that fun? I don't know. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. Hey, hey. All right, everybody. It's time for the biggest game in the world to come to PlayStation. It's Roblox. Roblox yes. is finally coming to PlayStation. I don't know how... Mm, I, don't, I don't feel good about this. I've heard some things about Roblox, about how it exploits children <laughs> and gets mm. children to spend their parents' money. I... Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that, that doesn't surprise me. Um, but Roblox is old. Roblox has been around for, like, a long time, since 2006. It's it's an old, it's, it's a weird thing to have a 2006 thing being released on the new hardware. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like, um, yeah, it's, it's a huge game. And it needs needs should be on PlayStation and I didn't know I guess yeah it's already on Xbox so here we go but yeah huge have you ever huge looked game. at Roblox have you ever just I looked have. at it yeah <laughs> I don't think I I don't think I understand Roblox I don't think I, I don't will. either I don't either but I'm sure this is exciting some some kid somewhere that it's going to be on PlayStation. All right, on to games we do know about. Uh, Diablo 4. Um, in addition to trying to get your money for these seasonal things, they're going to be doing annual expansions. Um, actually, now that I think about it, a lot like Destiny. <laughs> so this isn't as weird as I thought. <laughs> no. Uh, and, I don't know, I could be down for Diablo 4 expansions that are meaty and, and fun. Um, hopefully you don't have to start a new fucking character with every expansion. Um, and you can, uh, just play it and here's this new content, this new zone to explore, this new storyline, all sorts of stuff. I'm totally fucking down for that. I feel like that would be cool. Um, Diablo 3's expansion, Reaper of Souls, was great. And I, to be honest with you, I feel like they didn't do enough expansions for Diablo 3. Like, they could have done probably two or three more and people would have been down for so... Yeah, absolutely. I feel like they should totally do this. Annual? I don't know about annual, but, you know, one every two years or something? Absolutely. Let's go. I'm I'm down. All right. Um, Shit, I'll leave that for last. I'll leave leave this this movie for last, because we need to talk about (laughs) a movie that's going to come out, but that can wait. Uh, EA Sports. If you remember, they bought uh, they bought all the racing studios. Um, so, uh, with purchasing Codemasters, they got the WRC World Rally Championship, and they're releasing their first EA Sports WRC November third. Um, yeah, rally game. I like rally. Uh, I I should play more rally racing games because they're fun it's fun to get in that dirt <laughs> oh yeah uh, it is 
Um, yeah, I, I imagine this is them rebranding Dirt Rally to just be EA Sports WRC, which is the official like um, FIA World Rally Championship. Um, so, yeah, no, no surprise there that that change is happening in EA, obviously, can kind of muscle their way to get that license. Um, so, yeah, I can totally be down for this. Um, I remember playing Dirt Rally, the first one. It was fucking hard. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, they wanted to have a very authentic rally experience. And it was fun to play, but it was just very challenging. So I wonder with this if it's going to maintain that challenge and have it maybe be more appealing to casual players. Because I feel like that's just something that the F1 games do really well of, you know, you can make them as challenging and authentic as you want. They can do really well at that, but then you can also make it a very casual experience if you want it as well. And you can fine-tune that uh, as much as you want. And hopefully they can do that with Rally, because, yeah, I would fucking... I'm not not big into Rally, but I would fucking play a Rally game. Uh, they're very fun to play. Yeah. So, Yeah, I just wonder what, how this turns into an EA game. What 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 kind of cards are they selling? <laughs> Yeah, right. It, yeah, and, and I imagine there will be a season pass or something like that. Um, why not? Um, apparently, it's going to have all 18 official FIA World Rally Championship locations. So that's Ooh, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, a bunch of different categories and vehicles. 32 player cross platform multiplayer. Yo. As well. I mean, although for so Rally, that's, cool. that's not that's not as. Uh... I don't know. Yeah, it's not as much it's, of a thing. Yeah, unless, it would unless probably they have rally be, cross events, which could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's probably just going to be some like time trial sort of stuff, just because that's how rally rally goes. Um, so, yeah. But cool. imagine if it's ghosts, like you're you're racing alongside ghost cars in rally. Now that would be cool. Yeah, that that would be cool, and that would probably make sense as well, because I feel like that would just be chaos if it was. The actual cars. <laughs> uh, here we next up we have a delay. Um, Alone in the dark. Uh, they're moving to January uh, to get out of the wake of, get out of the way of Alan Wake and Spider Man Two. Um, smart, smart. Alan Wake Two. Absolutely. Spider Man Two. Huge games this fall. <laughs> yeah, and I think. Super Mario Wonder also launches oh, the same yeah. day as um, Spider-Man, oh, so fuck. huge. And they were going to launch right right in the middle of that. Before you said it, I forgot about Super Mario Wonder, and now I'm, mm, we're getting a new fucking yeah. Mario game this year. No one's talking about it. I know, and it seems pretty neat, too. So, yeah, absolutely smart to move to January, and yeah, I think it's a good time for that game still, so... I like that some of these publishers are and developers are saying like, let's get out of here, just because this year is so nuts. This fall is still very, very jam packed. So yeah, yeah, and it gives them another opportunity to put a trailer on at uh, the Game Awards. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's probably probably good too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. I don't know. I, I've. I feel like, obviously, we see a lot of delays for just needing more time to make the game. But I don't think I've ever really seen um, this many delays 
just in, in being honest about it too, just to get out of the way of other games. Like that just doesn't happen. Like Baldur's Gate three moved up a month on PC um, to get away from Starfield. Like this, I don't know, just doesn't seem like this stuff happens very much. Um, yeah. Assassin's Creed moved up a week, I think. Um, I think even during the busy uh, springtime, like Dead Island moved up. Dead Island, Dead Island yeah. two. It's I don't know. You just don't see that a lot, and it's pretty wild. It's good though. A little bit less good are movies that we don't need. And I'm going to tell you right now, we do not need a stray animated movie. Tyler, why are we getting a stray <laughs> an animated movie? Why? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I enjoyed Stray, but it, it was just fine overall. Uh, I will say, though, that maybe Stray would be more interesting to watch than it is to play. Yeah, you um, do have a point. <laughs> so there is that aspect to it. If they give more context to the world or something, I could maybe be down for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. This isn't something I'm clamoring for. I don't think a lot of people are. But apparently the director of Ice Age is going to make this. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And Annapurna does do uh, movie stuff, so it's not surprising to me that they uh, are doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I. Man, what, what are they going to make a movie of next? What, oh, what, man. What, 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 what game know. that came out this year do you think is going to get a movie? Hmm. Man, do you think well? Gonna... Dead Space is apparently going to be a movie. There was oh, that story, yeah, earlier this right. year, which I feel like that would honestly make a, if done right, pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, there's some things that would be cool movies. I just don't know if they would do that. Like, I don't know. I think the Yakuza movies would. Uh, or like Yakuza movies based off the game or something would be awesome or like a uh, I don't know an 8 episode TV series or something like I don't know that'd be sick I feel like you could do that too I mean you might lose some of the charm that those games have but the stories are so fucking good that that'd be fun yeah yeah all right. Well, that's all the news we have, Tyler. We had a race in Monza. We did. Ferrari, what are you doing? You had it. You had it, Ferrari. They were close. You you, then you blew. Yeah. They were close. Yeah. I I, I really enjoyed that race though. Um it, it was it was just so refreshing to see a team fight Red Bull. Yeah. Like, and just throw literally everything at them. And, yeah, Red Bull won. Max won. Ten in a row. That's nuts. But, um, yeah. Breaking the curse they, of they, Monza. Yeah. But at least they, they, um, they really had to earn that one with Ferrari. Yeah. Needing to get past Ferrari. And I thought it was um, also just, it was nice to see... Like, DRS was effective, but it wasn't, like, cars just blowing past each other. Like, it kind of got 
got you in range to make the pass, but it was still tough to do. And I think that that's exactly what DRS should be. Um, so that was that was nice as well. A lot of really hard earned passes. It was it was a good race. Yeah. Ferrari tried, man. They they really threw threw everything. At it. Yeah, it seems like they I think if they're something for Monza. Yeah, they do. I feel like if their car this year was just a, a little bit better, they honestly could have maybe truly had that. Yeah. Um, they just need a little bit more there. Which, who knows, maybe they'll have next year. Yeah. Uh, this one. And now, I guess they go to the Asian part of their... Yep. Of the cert- uh, is, yeah, is Singa- Suzuka next? Singapore. Oh, Singapore is next weekend, and then Suzuka. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Some fun races. I I like Singapore under the lights. It's good. Yes. Yes. Me too. Um, I've also started to... I've always been interested in it, but I started watching MotoGP. Okay. I don't know if you've really watched that very much. Um, it's crazy, dude. These guys are fucking nuts. Um, <laughs> like, they're just literally nuts. I think these bikes are just crazy as well. Just... Just to watch. Um, yeah, there was, they raced at Catalonia in Spain. Um, mm-hmm. And probably one of the scariest fucking crashes I've ever seen um, recently. Basically, yeah, the leader lost it in turn three. And that's where all the bikes were coming through. And ran over his legs and oh man it was it was rough it was crazy yeah these guys are nuts yeah i there was a time where i was like "Hmm, maybe i should get a motorcycle but then i see more and more motorcycle crashes and i'm like oh no no i like i like my legs (laughs) i like being alive (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just, those those bikes just blow my mind. I'm like, how can you, how can they design these things to lean over? It'd be inches from the ground and just come back up. Yeah. And you're not falling right off of it. I mean, just total craziness. Yeah, it definitely takes a different kind of person to want to ride one of those. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's where we're going to leave it this week, though. I, I need to get back to Starfield. I need to I need to continue down that main story. Do it. And you need to get some <laughs> things done so you can go go watch. Who are you, who are you seeing tonight? Uh, behemoth. Behemoth. Okay. Hard. Mm. Yeah. Going Good with shit. anybody? Nope. Just me. Just you? Yep. Well, you have fun with that. I'm going to take us out here telling everybody to do the things that they usually do, that they should do, that they are obliged to do. If you listen to this podcast, you must do these things. Give us ratings and reviews. Share us with your friends. Every little bit helps. Um, We'll catch you all next week with more Starfield, with more presumably Diablo, uh... Pokemon, Final Fantasy from you. Maybe some more Baldur's Gate. We'll see about that. We'll see if we can get a long session of Baldur's Gate going. Uh, 
and we're excited to bring that to you. So we'll see you next time. Until then, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Beep-bop.